The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equals Security. This is episode 48. Alex, it's January 1st. 2018. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody. Rob, I'm not going to kiss you. Well, you, that would be the first time. Uh, so we are, we're actually talking to you guys from uh, from Festivus Day. So we're talking to you from the past. And, and right now, the AI has not taken over the world. <laughs> yeah, I assume by, now, by the time you're listening to this, um, bad things have happened and you're now enslaved to your computer. Uh, we, nothing we, new we there. Told, we told you so. Now, it, now it's explicit instead of implicit, right? right absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we, we are going to finish up our second half of the interviews from the Colorado Equal Security Holiday Party, where we asked about 2017 uh, kind of events and then talk, looking forward to 2018. So this episode is focused on what did we hear in 2018? We're going to do a little prognostication. Yeah. Should we talk through who the guests are again? Probably sure. should, right? So, so Chris Abbey uh, from Douglas County Schools is with us here. Uh, we've got uh, Sue LaPierre. CISO from Prologis. We've got Tim Coogan, the CISO for DIA. Steve Corey, CISO for City and County of Denver. Joshua Foltz, the CISO for eFolder. Mike Kalak, uh, the CISO for Western Union. Colin Mariner, the VP of Infrastructure for Home Advisor. Lucia Milka, uh, the CISO for Polycom. Rich Schleip, the CISO for the, uh, the Secretary of State for Colorado. Uh, Brian Becker, the uh, CISO for uh, Cronky Sports. And Sam Massiello, the CISO over at Gates Corp. So those guys talking to us about their 2018 plans. So just like last week, we're going to go throw over to them, let them tell you what they're thinking, and then we'll come back to us and give our opinion. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, we're going to talk about our trivia question. Oh, trivia. I forgot all about that. So since we are recording this in the past, we obviously we don't have an answer for the reindeer trivia question yet. So it's not too late if you have if you have a good answer for which reindeer is uh, is most is best connected to Colorado and why reach out to us. But I think we have a question for this week too, right? We do. Um, we're we're going to go a little bit subjective again this year or this week. Um, what was the best Christmas present that you got? Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, you know any other present that you got around this time? What was the best present you got? And it can be special to you. It can be you know if you got a new Tesla that that might be in the running. Uh, I could see that. But if if you know your spouse you know, cleaned your car for you after it was filled with sand from playing indoor volleyball at the sand, uh, at the sand facility. Wow. That might win as well. Well, or even if you got coal, you know, th that is very useful. You can use it to heat your house. You know, I actually recently looked up how much coal costs and it is ridiculously inexpensive to buy. It's like a ton of coal is like $5 or something like that. Wow. Really, really cheap. So is that why you have those big piles of coal in the backyard? Well, I, mean, I, I figured it can only go up in value from there. Sweet. All right. Let's go ahead and throw it over to the questions. What's your biggest focus going to be in 2018? A lot of it is just focusing on risk uh, and how do we uh, implement a security program in a K-12 school district. So, What's your biggest, fo uh, biggest focus for tw uh, 2018? Uh, the last couple years, we've tooled up, and uh, now we're working on uh, processes and maturing, becoming more repeatable uh, with the work that we do. Uh, what is your biggest focus going into 2018? Uh, phishing and um, ransomware. All right, Mike Kalek, let's talk about 2018. What's your biggest focus going to be in the next year? Well, there's a couple things. Um, from meeting New York cybersecurity law and GDPR is big. 
but we have a lot of focus on reconstructing or doing a next generation SOC. So we're really taking a look at automation and threat and how we could be more proactive. So we're really rebuilding our SOC from the ground up. What's going to be your biggest focus going into 2018? It's actually DevOps security, you know, really getting our development people to um, code securely and own it. That's the big one. Talking with Colin Mariner about 2018. Colin, what's your biggest focus going to be in 2018? Automation. Automation. Uh, the, the buzzword in the, in the world, is, in, the, in the tech world, is DevOps. Automation of security is where you change security from being a cost center to being able to impact your business in a, in a, in a good way and be more of a feature set and something that is a selling point for most industries or most businesses um, as opposed to being that cost center. Automating, automating everything that you can do in the security world uh, helps you take steps that your organization saw, never even knew were, were possible, let alone uh, were something that could be in your, in your past and say, oh yeah, we have that. Oh yeah, we have that. Lucia, let's talk about 2018. What's your big focus going to be in the next year? Trying to actually achieve GDPR compliance by May. What are some things that you had planned for 2017 that you're really going to get done in 2018? More security training, um, improved um, security awareness throughout the, throughout the company, um, and um, I need to get better into metrics. Do you, what predictions do you have for the broader industry for 2018? What are we going to see happen in the next year? More regulatory focus, and I will say um, specifically around data breach responsibilities. I'm terrified of the new um, bill that you know Senate is trying to pass around jail time for um, breach notification. Rich, let's talk about 2018. What's your biggest focus going to be in, in 2018? Obviously, running another smooth election, but beyond that, as far as the security things we're going to be implementing, we're really focused on privilege access management and trying to implement that across our organization. Brian, what's your biggest focus going into 2018? Uh, the biggest focus of 2018 from a professional standpoint is to continue to integrate security into the mindshare, I guess, of our people at KSE. Uh, we're a big, diverse conglomerate of businesses that we want to make sure that we're thinking about the company and information security from the get-go. So culture is a very big push for us, uh, especially at KSE, and then um, especially also adding and changing K, uh, KPIs, being able to uh, meet the growing and evolving changes in information security and trying to stay out in the front such, such that we can be proactive in our program rather than fully reactive. What's your number one priority for next year? So for me, uh, Coming into Gates, right? We really didn't have much of a security program coming in, right? There was a lot of a lot of things that really still needed to be done, just from a foundational perspective. So my my largest priorities next year are just based upon how you build out that foundation for the security program and starting to build maturity around some of the basic elements that are most important to the organization. Uh, as I think about identity and access management, that's a big one for us and something that we're currently in the middle of. Um, currently in the middle of implementing, but a lot of the, the goals around the rest of the year's program is going to be around just building a lot of the foundational pieces that you need to make the program successful on top of that. Not really much on tools or technology, just more around the foundational pieces that need to be done, yeah, process, process and policy that need to be done to make the, process, make the program ability to move forward faster.
So uh, those were some good answers. But uh, while we were listening to those, Rob, I did manage to fact check you a little bit. You know, I don't want us to be spouting off information that we, we don't really know anything about. So, Hold me accountable, Alex. What did you find? So I looked up how much coal actually costs. Oh. Um, it, it's a little bit more than $5 a ton. So depending on where you get it from, it could be anywhere between 12 and $60 a ton. So, so isn't that amazing? Like, obviously I was wrong by as much as a factor of 12, but isn't it amazing that a ton of coal could at the most cost $60? Yeah. That, that still is pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to buy tons of coal. So back to the topic at hand yeah. though, um, Rob, what's going to be your biggest focus in 2018? Well, as much as I've for years said compliance doesn't equal security, um, compliance has become a huge focus for us in security, right? Um, for, for me in 2018, we're, we're going after ISO certification really aggressively in Q1. We're going to hopefully get certified um, sometime in, in March or April. We have our, our audit scheduled for the for next couple of months. And then GDPR is right after that in May of, of this year, May 25th, I think it is. Um, we are aggressively going after GDPR compliance. There's no certification process for that, but it's really driven a lot of a lot of good stuff, honestly. A lot of data flows in areas that maybe you didn't have it before. Marketing activities, someplace where you're getting consumer data, having really nice defined processes around that. Um, those have been big focuses for me next year. How about you? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go a little personal here. Um, in, in 2018, I'm going to try and say no more. Hmm. Um, I, I've had a a great habit of saying yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And because of that, I end up with lots of things on my plate. Um, and I love doing uh, all the things in the community and helping people. Uh, but I think I'm going to try and work on saying no to some things this year. Well, in the spirit of that kind of resolution, no. um, would you mind giving no. me a thousand bucks? No, no. You wouldn't mind? No. <laughs> Damn it, Rob. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and throw it over to some more, more interview questions. So what is the thing that you were going to do in 2017, but you, you're really going to do in 2018? Um, I was going to encrypt everything. <laughs> and now I'm starting to encrypt because <laughs> GDPR in New York tell me to. Uh, no, yeah, we didn't get to encryption as, as much as we'd like to. What are some things that, what's the one thing that you planned to do in 2017, but you're, you're really going to get done in 2018? I promise. Get all of my projects funded. What are some things that you had planned for 2017 that you're really going to get done in 2018? More security training, um, improved um, security awareness throughout the, throughout the company, um, and um, I need to get better into metrics. What's something that you were going to do this year, but not, you're really going to get it done next year? You know, serious this time, right? Sure, right. Uh, so I had a newborn this year that kind of threw off a lot of my plans, but I want to get us, there's two things. There's one, I want to get a, another certificate of just a, a professional accreditation, and then I'm looking at like the CSSP and some other things. And then I want to, when you guys put out like the RMISC or the security conferences, put out like a request for papers, I want to do and give one of those presentations to talk about kind of the cool things that I've been seeing and that we're doing at KSE. What is one thing that you were you were going to do in 2017, but now you, you really, you're really going to get it in 2018. You promised this time, right? Maybe you've been putting it off for a little while. So if I were to kind of compare and contrast the role I was in before versus the role I'm in now, you know, I was able to build the program at my last place such that, you know, we were at a much different place than where Gates is at today. So, so if I were to you know, say something I was planning on doing before that I'm not doing now or that I want to do for 2018, it kind of comparing apples and oranges, really. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we're, again, looking at doing next year are mostly built around how do we start putting those, those building blocks in place around, you know, better end user encryption, better end user management, um, 
better process, better policy within the organization, preparing us for some of the uh, regulatory uh, frameworks that are coming up that are relative to the company, like uh, not even regulatory framework, uh, legal framework, sorry, like GDPR. Our GDPR is a big thing for us for next year. And so you know, making sure that we're ready for May 25th, come next year for GDPR, so that you know, we don't have a regulator knocking on our door May 26th asking us to you know, seal of our GDPR compliance stuff, right? So if it's hard to think about something that's, that's near, near term, really important for us at Gates, it's gonna be around GDPR. And also, how do we, how do we operationalize things like GDPR globally, right? Because the last thing you want to do, at least from my perspective, is look at GDPR as just being an EU-specific directive. You should be looking at that as how you can uh, implement data privacy regulations across the entire organization. So a lot, of, a lot of good stuff that people are going to do next year, obviously, in security. We just can't get it all done. Alex, what are some stuff that you wanted to do this year that you're going to look to do next year? Yeah, uh, I'll say, you know, kind of half the stuff that we wanted to do in 2017, we're going to try and get done in 2018. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of uh, unexpected things happen, ramp up and workload. A lot of, lot of things happened in 2017 that kind of threw off our initial plans. So um, we did a lot of great things, a lot of things we weren't expecting, but those things that we were going to do in 2017, about half of them we're going to try and get to to 2018. It's funny, and I don't know about you, but you know, at Ping, in my, my program, we have a list of priorities, things we want to go through, um, You know, call it 80, 80 items long, and we have the capacity to do... 12 of those a quarter or whatever. There's, there's no way the math, the math tells me we'll never get to the bottom of the list. Right. Um, so it's, it's always there. And, and of course, you know, you go do something like due diligence for a potential acquisition or, or, you know, a new product coming out and it, it takes a whole lot of cycles that you otherwise would have put to those projects. So anyway, it's always going forward and tough balance. Yeah. The stuff's always going to be coming up. All right. Well, let's go ahead and throw it over and have a little talk about predictions for next year. Uh, what predictions do you have for 2018 around information security? Uh, I think awareness is going to go up. I think that we're going to see a lot more class action lawsuits uh, based on the Equifax breach. And um, I think we're going to see more awareness among people in general. And from a larger industry perspective, what do you think is the biggest things that are going to happen in 2018? Um, automation in, the, I think will start really coming to fruition. We're going to figure that out. I think we'll finally realize that the SEM is dead. <laughs> uh, but I think automation and, uh, and starting to get these products to work together a bit more. What predictions do you have for the security world in 2018? What can go wrong will go wrong, unfortunately, right? I, I feel like we have an industry where one of the biggest... Uh, consumer reporting agencies got hacked this year. One of our cons- our largest consumer apps in Uber got hacked this year um, and didn't even tell anybody about it. Um, personal information on the web is in, in the U.S. Is, is not as much of a premium as it is in the rest of the world, so I don't see that trend changing. I see it's more of the same. Um, the, the frustrating thing there is that America will continue to allow it to happen, right? Um, but as far as 2018 is concerned, I think that we'll see the rest of the world really rebel against that, that norm. Um, you'll see GDPR coming out. You'll see real impactful penalties for not meeting GDPR. So I think that that's, that's probably what we'll see is the rest of the world rebelling against this, this constant norm of, of information getting leaked and, and inf- information becoming less and less important to individuals in the U.S., but becoming more and more important to societies around the world. Do you, what predictions do you have for the broader industry for 2018? What are we going to see happen in the next year? 
more regulatory focus, and I will say um, specifically around data breach responsibilities. I'm terrified of the new um, bill this you know Senate is trying to pass around jail time for um, breach notification. Uh, and then, do you have any bigger p- predictions for 2018? Things that you see coming in the next year? I have a feeling that cryptocurrencies are going to continue to make a lot of money. What predictions do you have for 2018 in the security world? I think the first one is is that when the GDPR comes out, the European Union is going to drop a hammer on somebody of a 4% revenue fine that's going to shake our information security program people, leaders, leadership to the core, right? It's like if that can happen to them it can happen to us and so i think i'll really kick somebody in the butt so that's my first one so do you think that in 2018 there will be a four percent fine absolutely 100 percent. just because the people some of the people i've talked to uh from many different businesses that i've contacted with is they all say the same thing is that we don't know about gdpr we don't care enough or we're not getting enough push so i I think that there's going to be a big eye-opening hammer that's going to drop okay Number two is that um, more states and countries and sovereign nations may release their own form of the GDPR, much like the New York Financial Cybersecurity Act that they have going on. I think we'll see maybe California come out for one that might make it a little bit more difficult to operate from a regulations and governance and compliance standpoint that headwinds for more information security professionals, right? Uh, My third prediction is I think we're going to see a continued rise and focus on the SEC DevOps practice. That's something that we are definitely interested in doing at KSE and growing that uh, is using business intelligence skills, scripting skills, big data skills uh, with a focus on machine learning and AI just to maybe utilize those kinds of technologies to help improve our efficiency and productivity. Uh, Number four is kind of a fun one. Uh, I think a CISO of a Fortune 100 company will be hit with a sexual harassment inappropriate behavior claim and probably will lose his job, his or her job. So I I don't want to go there, but this environment is just one of those kind of fun ones. And the fifth one I think is like some company out there is going to try to build or sell a blockchain-based security product and might raise a whole ton of money because it's using the word blockchain in the title. So that's my... Five predictions. So uh, those were some good predictions. Uh, we got a couple Nostradamus out there. Uh, Rob, what's your prediction for 2018? So I don't have a lot of predictions for 2018. So instead, I'll give you my predictions from somewhere between 2018 and 2022. How about that? A um, couple things we I see coming up. So in, in Europe, open banking has been a regulation that's really requiring financial institutions to create APIs to allow consumers to get their banking information out to other services. Think about how you have something like, like Mint that tracks your spending across all your accounts. Well, in Europe now, the banks are forced to, to expose APIs that allow you to give consent for those kind of services to get your data and, and aggregate it and, and really get your data other places, right? Um, so open banking, while it's it's hitting Europe right now, I believe it's not just going to hit European banking. It's going to come to the U.S., and it, it already is in, in you know, a market-driven way. Um, but it's also going to go to other industries, you know, open um, Open finance is going to turn into open healthcare and open energy. And any place where you have consumer data, um, people are going to want to be able to share it. And it's really going to become a a force for for sharing and good and interoperability on the net. Second prediction I have is around quantum computing. Um, You know, obviously... It's the, the idea of quantum computing, for those who are listening, it's basically the idea for a computer to try every permutation of something at once versus having to try and brute force something for you know, uh, you know, a million years of cycles to break cryptography. You can try every potential outcome at, at the same time. 
Um, so if you think about the impact of that, it breaks all known current cryptography, right? Everything we use on the internet for data at rest, data at transit, um, really becomes obsolete. So at, it's not just that quantum computing is coming, what well, we know it's coming, it's how do you prepare for it and how do you start to get your organizations ready for this thing that's you know five, 10 years out in the future? I guess I'm gonna have to go uh, upgrade those Windows 98 boxes that I have so that we can get well, ready for quantum computing. Good news about your 98 boxes is probably not a lot of folks trying to attack those right now. That's true. That's what, true. what are your predictions for next year? Uh, well, you know, I'm predicting uh, the rise of the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you know, I think we've already talked about that a little bit, but by now, if you look out the window, there's yeah. you know, uh, robots flying around, taking over everything. Uh, but seriously, uh, for the last few years, um, I've been trying to espouse the benefits of the NIST cybersecurity framework. Uh, you know, Rob, you and I are both uh, big fans of, uh, of security programs and standards around security programs. And, you know, we latched a little bit onto the, the cybersecurity framework when it came out. And I think in 2018, it's it's finally going to get the traction that it uh, it's been working towards. Yeah, uh, we've seen some some of this come from the government, uh, you know, cybersecurity framework, which was originally uh, designed for private industry for critical infrastructure, was being pushed into the federal government, and I really think this is going to be the the standard that people are going to use for uh, for doing security programs. So I, I think really this year we're going to see that really take off. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to it next year. All right. Let's Throw back over to the interview questions. What do you appreciate most about the Colorado security community? I think how inclusive it's been. Um, being a K-12 security analyst, uh, typically we're, we're black sheep or uh, a rare breed. And so um, being able to go to an event and actually be treated like a true security professional has been great. What do you appreciate most about the Colorado security community? Well, it's just that um, I, I feel like it's almost kind of like a family. Um, Everyone seems to know each other, and when I've turned to the community for help, it's it's always there. Um, they're always there to help me with any questions or needs, and, uh, you know, we can't do this alone. Um, in order in order to fight the good fight, we're going to have to come together and do it together, and I think that this community uh, does that in uh, more than any other communities I've been part of. What do you appreciate most about the Colorado security community? Oh, this is an amazing community. It is. We have tonight, when we've uh, gathered, uh, I've seen the full uh, spectrum of all the people that you bring together. Uh, most people here are coming on a very friendly basis. Uh, there's no um, high pressure from vendors, although we appreciate the vendor support as which you organize. And I feel like it's uh, one that has allowed me to uh, connect with peers in my community such that I felt that the mentoring award should have gone to both you and Rob, but you guys must have disqualified yourself from the, from the voting. Well, we appreciate that. What do you appreciate most about the Colorado security community? Uh, the collaboration. Right? You don't see this in most industries. You don't see it in most areas, and, uh, and certainly not security in Colorado. I love it. What do you appreciate most about the Colorado security community? We're so tight. I mean, there are um, people are active in the community, and I think that um, Alex, you, and Rob have been doing a fantastic job just getting to know you know people to know other people in the community. I mean, we were already having a pretty good community, but now it's so strong and so tight. It's it's fun to be around. What have you most appreciated about the Colorado security community at large? I think the thing that I appreciate the most is 
just the real world experience of everyone that's here, how friendly everyone is. If there's uh, if there's a group of folks talking that you can just walk up and just be involved in the conversation. Everyone's really open with both the technical solutions that they're going, the technical problems they're going through, the social problems they're going through, um, issues they're having with, uh, you know, C-level executives down to, um, you know, really solving technical problems. Everyone's really open. I love that about this group. What do you appreciate the most about the Colorado security community? So I'm just getting started from the consulting side to the business side of the Colorado security com- uh, community, but I've been really impressed on how open the security community is and how they're willing to help each other. Um, it's like there's a new book out called The Tribe of Mentors that they list a bunch of wisdom. It's like everyone's been open and helpful. Uh, I've had many good sit-downs over beers with Drew Labo and just trying to learn from each other and seeing, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing, how can we make our businesses and our uh, just kind of our experiences in security better. And so that's what I'm super happy about this community with. Tell me what you think about the Colorado security community. Uh, how, what's your experience been? To me, it's been awesome. You know, I, I've been I've been in Colorado for a long time now. I've been in the security community, engaged in various ways for a long time now. Whether it's through uh, OWASP or whether it's through you know the various uh, security groups that come through the industry associations, the, the expos and shows and things that come through. It's such a tight knit community around here. You know, Denver's a it's not a big city, but it's getting bigger. Certainly, when you think about all the various buildup that's happening around Denver and Broomfield and Boulder and Colorado Springs and all areas in between up to Longmont. So the the community is getting bigger, but it's still it's still very small, very tight. Uh, I think we have a lot of strong relationships that we've built within the community. And so from that perspective, you get a lot of information sharing amongst security leaders, amongst everybody who's in the community, right? Whether you not necessarily have to be a security leader, but you know, anybody who's involved in security who gets involved in these various events gets to know each other, gets to know what each other is doing, gets to know each other how, is do- how they're doing it. And so from that perspective, you know, the, the community, I think, is extremely strong, extremely tight. Um, I've, I've seen some other communities as I've worked in other roles and other jobs and gotten involved in their you know, various cities, communities, and nothing, nothing I found has been as strong or as tight-knit as what we have here. We're, we're lucky to live in a community where security is so valued and we have such a great community. So I'll throw the question to you, Alex. What do you most appreciate about being here? You know, I really love the openness and the friendly attitudes that everyone has. Uh, it doesn't matter who they are. People are willing to share their time, their expertise. Uh, they're willing to go have lunch with you. Uh, everybody is, is open, welcoming. That's really what makes the community so great. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Rob? You know, I'd say, you know, obviously I, I echo all that, but I'd say one thing I've got to realize over the last couple of years is the, the people who have founded security companies in town, you know, from you know, Chris over at Logrhythm and Dan at, at Optiv and um, Andre at Ping and, and so many others, and I don't mean to, to discount anyone on the list. There's just such a great group of people who are heading up those companies who really want the best. Obviously, everyone's you know, trying to build a successful company and whatever that means for them, but they also really want to be a part of community. It's, it's not in isolation. It's not at the expense of the other guy. It's really trying to raise the, the level for all the ships in, in the ocean here in Colorado. And it's been a great place to, to get to be part of a security company. Yeah, it, that really is important in, in helping the community and fostering the community. All right, so, we'll throw it back over for one last. One final one, question. Very important. The most important question. I, I think this is definitely the most important right. question. And finally, who do you like better, Rob or Alex? Ooh, this is hard. See, Alex Alex meets with me on occasion, so I, I have to say Alex right now. But Rob invites me to like really nice events, so I don't know. I'm 50-50 right now. And finally, most importantly, who do you like better, Rob or Alex? Who? 
who are who are who's Rob and Alex? I think the the most important question here though is who do you like better, Alex or Rob? Yes, that's true. And last but not least, who do you like better, Rob or Alex? I can't answer that question. I, I'd say Alex right now because of the very cool Christmas outfit. Uh, but Rob and Alex are probably equal most of the year. And now the most important question, who do you like better, Rob or Alex? You know, that's a tough one. But uh, being that I'm sitting right across from you, Alex, and you are in this uh, matching suit, a snowman, reindeer, uh, red Christmas, and then Christmas tree uh, suit, it's got to be you. <laughs> Great answer. Who do you like better, Rob or Alex? It's got to be Rob, hands down. There's no competition. If you've ever seen the way that Alex dresses, you'll know what I'm talking about. Most important question, Sam. Who do you like better, Rob or Alex? Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Well, since you're sitting right in front of me and, you have, and you're within punching distance, I guess I'll say you. But I, I will say that uh, Alex is a very snappy dresser. So I think those are all great answers. Um, but, I mean, seriously, who are these guys? Um, Tim Coogan had it right, right? Tim Coogan had it right. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what why anybody would think they were important or anything like that. <laughs> um, well, it's been an awfully fun year. Uh, you it know, has been a great year. We're 10, 11 months into well, forty eight episodes into this whole thing. Um, we've we've got over three hundred people listening the first week. We've had over five hundred people per week listening to all the episodes. Pretty cool. Building a really cool uh, community here around this. Uh, next week, we'll be back to you guys with a new episode with a feature interview. Uh, the, all the news that would have broken over the holidays. Don't forget those trivia questions. Uh, so we've got last week's trivia question about the reindeer. We've got this trivia, week's trivia question about the presents. So we'd love to get answers for both of those. We have a mailing list. Uh, go ahead and review us on iTunes or the Android's whatever, Google Play Store. Um, and we'll look forward to talking to you guys in 2018. Don't forget that Slack channel. Go sign up. We'd love yeah. to have you chatting in there. Uh, it's been a great year, and we'll talk to you again in 2018. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Rob. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.